This is a Rooster Teeth production. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of OT3. This one is going to be one of my favorite episodes because we are talking about the Vampire Chronicles, which is my favorite thing ever. I am Ashley, by the way. I am the host of this episode, and I have my two lovely co-hosts with me. I have Miss Steffi Hardy. Say hello, Steffi. Hello, I love vampires and fluff. And then if you were given the choice to become a vampire, would you take it? Oh, hell yeah, an instant. Yeah, like, like, no doubt in my mind. Okay, all right, <laughs> that was really quick. And I am joined by my other co-host, uh, my dark librarian, Miss Sarah Weems. Say hi, Sarah. Hello, it is I, Sarah Weems. <laughs> all right, Sarah, same question. If oh. you were given the dark gift, would you take it? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I said this before you started. Um, I would become a vampire but I would like to date a werewolf. I would not (gasps) date a vampire. I'm very strong on that opinion. You know what? I see it. I understand that. Like, it's like during the whole, like, Twilight phase, I was like, vampires, werewolves, which way, which way do I sit? And it's, I would not date a vampire, but I would date a werewolf, but I do not want to be a werewolf. I want to be a vampire. In my brain, the werewolf is always a summer fling. I also Ooh, blamed Twilight a little bit on that a one. Summer fling. Jacob like was it. a summer fling. He was a summer fling. And then he, there was the whole he's really in love with her daughter. It's got messy. Yeah, that's why he was in love with her, is because he imprinted on her egg let's, before let's, it was let's, fertilized. Let's, let's not do that. Oh. Let's not do that again. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's actually, not talk about that. Um, we actually do have an episode, Vampires 101, where we do talk about the Chronicles and Twilight and just vampires in general. So, if you mm. guys want to go back and watch that one, it's a lot of fun where we just talk about like, all the different types of vampires, the Twilight ones, the old ones. Yeah, and for those who are listening to us on audio platforms, thank you. But also, um, our first season actually isn't on the audio platforms, and it is on roosterteeth.com and on the Rooster Teeth app. So you can check us out there. From uh, We also have an Omegaverse episode. Yeah, the Omegaverse one's really fun. Definitely so 101. Good. Everything yeah. always comes back to the Omegaverse. <laughs> Everything. Everything um, comes back to the Omegaverse and unnecessary incest. I feel like we should just republish the Omegaverse episode on Spotify. It's just, it's too if important to our it, lore. Audience, if you ask for it, we will republish it. We, we sound better now, though. So um, <laughs> That is true. All right. So the Vampire Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Um there are quite a few books. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen in all. Ooh, lucky number. Yes. And um there will be no more because Miss Anne Rice has passed away this past year. Uh that was a sad day for all those who were damned. Uh, uh not those fan fiction authors though. Oh, Let me tell you, celebrated. they were happy. <laughs> There, we are going to talk about Anne Rice and fan fiction. That's not this one, but we will talk about that in another episode. Um, there is a lot of contention there with the fan fiction. That being said, so Interview the Vampire, um, there is a movie about it with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. A lot of people know about it. It was really big. That was released in 1976. No, it was not. Yes. The book? The book. Oh, I thought you said the movie. And not I was the like, movie. The book no. was released. I think the movie came out in the 90s. It definitely came out in the 90s. I was like, how old is Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise? They are vampires. Listen, listen. I am not a Tom Cruise fan, but he is such a good actor. He, I will do what, what. He is the perfect Lestat for yes. multiple reasons. That movie emotionally is an emotional roller coaster from start to finish. I still haven't seen it. Oh my God, Sabi. Okay. What? So I'm going to spoil a lot for you now. It's fine. I knew this day was um, coming. So the interview with the vampire, the movie, if you've ever seen it, is actually quite similar to the book mm-hmm. until the end. The end is a little different. Really? Right. 
but all the way up until uh, they go to Paris and they meet the Children of Darkness, it's pretty good. And so what is the interview with the vampire? The interview with the vampire is Louis talking to a reporter who in the book is called The Boy. It's just The Boy. We don't know his name is Daniel till the next book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he basically talks to The Boy and he tells him his story. Summing it all up, Louis is a broody vampire and he is upset that he was made and he is sad, sad, sad. He feels, feels, feels. Um, he eats rats for a while. Uh, and at the beginning, he hates Lestat. Like, Louis... Lestat is the person who turned him into a vampire. Uh, in the book, basically, uh, Louis is having a hard time. He is an aristocrat in New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans in, you know, the uh, plantation days. He owns a plantation. Um, this can get a little weird sometimes because he did own slaves. Like, that, they do talk about that. Like, Anne Rice is from New Orleans. She has a lot of that culture. And they actually talk about uh, him owning slaves and him feeling bad about it later. <laughs> um, As he uh, enters into the 21st century. Yeah, and having to re- reconcile that he was an awful human. Um, I'm glad that he, at least he recognized it, but I wish more vampires would stay away. Because, like, I was watching, a, I think it was a TikTok recently. It was like, there are too many Confederate vampires in, like, Fiction. You want? We, can, we need to stay away from that. We, you want to know which has an unnecessary possible. Confederate vampire? Huh. Twilight. So unnecessary that they had oh, to have Jasper. A conf- <laughs> Jasper's a Confederate. Like it's unnecessary. Like it's like all of why? No. Okay. So the another thing about. Oh, sorry, not to go off of Twilight again. But if you look at the like official artwork, <gasps> what Collins? I saw that TikTok today. <laughs> yeah. If you saw the official artwork of the Collins house, what it was supposed to be, it looks like a plantation. And you're like, come on, Stephanie Meyer. Well, I also I, she. The, I, Awful person, from what I can tell, but whatever. All I can say is, um, this is one of the original, like, big vampire books. Mm-hmm. And if, I mean, Southern vampires are a thing. Like, Anne Rice kind of made the prototype for the sexy Southern vampire, the New Orleans style vampire. Mm-hmm. Although New Orleans has had uh, a lot of history of vampirism even before Anne Rice. Right. Um, so, okay. So, Louis owns a plantation. Um, his brother has some kind of weird thing where he thinks he's talking to God. Louis thinks he's crazy, laughs at him. His brother commits suicide. Louis is very depressed. Jesus. Um, in the, I did not know that. In I'm the sorry, movie, I didn't mean to laugh. In the movie, they're like, my wife and child died. No, Louis is really upset about his brother. And okay. he's uh, drinking and whoring and kind of just all around being very depressed. And Lestat finds him. Beats on him, Saturday night. takes him all the way down to almost dead, and mm-hmm. then basically gives him the choice. I'm going to give you the choice I never had. Um, and he basically says, uh, you're going to die, but uh, if you want to live forever, I can do that for you. And Louis says yes. Uh, and he turns into a vampire. They kind of go through the whole transformation. Mm-hmm. Vampires are about transformative experiences. Um, if you really think about the philosophy of you are going to change and never be the same person that you were. That is kind of like what it is like to become a vampire. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, so Louis becomes a vampire. He loves all of his new powers because you have you can see in the dark. You're way faster. Um, you're not afraid of things that would kill humans anymore because they won't kill you. So you don't have those natural fears anymore. You're like you're a creature of like the dark and the damp. But you're beautiful. Question: um, mm? Are they still scared of spiders? No, they love spiders. Wait, pause. What? <laughs> well, they don't love them. They Why like... did you even bring that up? Well, because I'm scared of spiders. You wouldn't be scared of spiders anymore. I don't know about that. I think I'll still I be scared like of they're spiders. they're brethren. Basically, spiders can't kill them. So why would they be scared of them? Be like, I'm, I'm not scared of spiders killing me. I'm scared of their eight legs. 
Dude, there was a seven-legged spider in my bathroom <laughs> yesterday. It would, it would be like it's being so scared of a stuffed looking. spider. I'm one-eighth less scared of that spider. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're not as scared of spiders. It would be like if it was a stuffed spider. It, it means nothing to them. It's cute. Uh, it's like, oh, it, this can't hurt me that. anymore. I'm going to do that thing where I derail for a second. I know that we don't have a lot of time, so I'm not going to. We've <laughs> already derailed it like six I've, times. There's a, and I brought this up in our Vampire 101 episode, but there is a vampire series, which is one of my favorites, called Inner uh, As- Vampire's Assistant. Mm. And in that, I'm bringing it up because Wait. the vampire has a pet spider. That's right. And it's like the, vampires uh, love spiders. They love spiders. That's all I needed to say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I need a vampire to bite me to test this theory. Oh, yeah. Vampires, please Still come forward. Still scared oh, of spiders. Um, we can already just do this right now. Huh? Um, me and my best friend Larissa have already done it. Like, if I become a vampire, we can already make a choose that I'll make you one. Oh, can, I will bring you over to the dark. Can we have a conversation dark. first, please? Because I actually don't know if I want that. Immortality uh, actually, is forever. I, I do. Okay. Me and Stephanie are shaking hands on that. All right. You're in. Yeah. Immortality is forever. Yes. Yeah. Have, it, it, mm. Okay. Do you know how many Doctor Whos there are? Then how many they're going to be? <laughs> nope. So th- this is a problem, though, because okay. uh, with immortality, basically you are as your person is now and then you live forever. So you become out of touch. That's something that they do talk about. Um, I love Anne Rice. There's a lot of philosophy, mm-hmm. uh, philosophy. There's a lot of really like deep thoughts on like, what does it mean to live forever and be kind of a monster? OK, OK. So Louis uh, Lestat makes Louis a vampire. Louis immediately dislikes Lestat. <laughs> it starts off with Louis. <laughs> There's this one scene, you guys, and it's awesome because Louis is now a vampire and Lestat is just talking and doing all this stuff and being like kind of a dick. And Louis is like, you're a dick. It's it's so funny because like <laughs> the vibe between these two boys is unrequited love. Uh-huh. It's because Lou, Louis or Lestat? Lestat's the- Lestat? fucking is in love with Louis. He thinks okay. Louis is the most beautiful thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never straight up said, I don't think, but it's like the way he acts and the mannerism, and there's a part later in the story where they have like an adopted daughter, and you're just like, this is a gay couple. <laughs> okay. So the thing is, there is a lot of homoeroticism in uh, the Vampire Chronicles, and um, but there's no sex, because vampires can't have sex, but... Pause. Mm. What? I mean, good, because that's accurate, and Twilight always pissed me off about that, because... Well, there's no need for them. There's, like, why would they need, um, like, organs to, like, go up and do things? Um, they they drink blood. So before you turn me into a vampire, I'm going to need the rules of which what vampire <laughs> you are. <laughs> But the thing is, um, they the when they drink blood from each other, that's basically like having like vampire crazy sex. Okay. And when they drink blood from others, it's also euphoric. Very euphoric. Okay, okay, I mean, I'm back on board. They they still fall in love and like go and have all these kinds of romances with all of these types of I was vampires. gonna say, I'm a Pisces, I can't help but falling in love, so Well, the vampires can't either. And so Lestat you find out though, Lestat picked Louis mm-hmm. because Lestat was broke. And Louis had a plantation. Oh. <laughs> and you find out that Lestat is uh, an older vampire. Um, I think he's about 80 years older than Louis. And he was an impoverished lord. Um, we find that out later, but he kind of gives hints. Lestat is never really open with Louis. But remember, we're listening to this from Louis's perspective. This is Louis talking to the boy about his experience. So can we say that it's also a slight, um, what's that thing? Um, Sugar daddy? No. Um, imperfect narrator or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Sugar no, no. daddy. <laughs> Sugar daddy. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Ah, yeah, tell me I'm wrong. Like, um, 
un something narrator on whatever unreliable unreliable or... narrator there yeah you go, thank you so basically we're hearing it all and louis has some pent-up aggression towards Lestat. he is like man this guy pissed me the fuck off he was rude he didn't he he didn't have the aristocratic manners that louis liked louis uh grew up uh he owned the plantation like he knows finances he knows how to like move money around Lestat is like give me that luxurious lifestyle baby i want it um, so he takes Louis and basically, uh, he moves in his father, which that was weird. Um, and, um, it's, he's old and basically they're kind of pretending being human around Lestat's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. Okay. Of this scene. I love this scene. Uh, basically Louis turns into a vampire and Lestat goes, I only have one coffin. You're going to have to get in the coffin with me. And Louis goes, I did not want to get in his coffin. One <laughs> I told you. It's, and that's like, I didn't even know that. But like, just the vibes. This is like the original one bed fan fiction. Oh, one coffin. <laughs> there was only one coffin. And immediately after that, Louis gets his own because he cannot stand sleeping that close to I Lestat. I am loving this dynamic so freaking much. You would, you would love Lestat. You would be in love with Lestat because he's is, such an asshole. Look, 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 I borrowed the book from the library. I have not started reading it yet. It's, I it's, feel so bad. It's quite fun. Um. So, okay. The Louis and Lestat, uh, they're having a good time. Lestat is like kind of showing Louis things. He's a really bad dad. Uh, so like when you make a vampire, they're kind of like your child, uh-huh. but they're also your companion. It gets a little weird. Um, but basically, oh, it's a little weird. Lestat is a bad father, but he's mm-hmm. like, I never had a father, so I'm a better father than mine was. And I'm like, that is not great. That's not logic how that works. here. <laughs> But anyways, uh, he kind of teases Louis with uh, things that he knows, mm-hmm. but he never tells him anything, any real knowledge. So about Louis, being a vampire. About being a vampire. So Louis having to figure all of this stuff out. Like, we can't go out in the sunlight. Fire fucks us up. Uh, you have to drink blood. And uh, we have certain little abilities to, like, uh, you know, get people in trances and things like that. Uh, Louis hates all of this. He thinks being a vampire is kind of cool, but he also hates drinking blood. He can't stand the way Lestat goes after uh, the the ones he likes. Like Lestat loves, mm-hmm. uh, he'll go for a young youth in the beginning, and then he'll go for like a a, a wealthy woman, and then he killed. I mean, he's killing all these people. So what I'm hearing is Lestat is a water sign. Louis is an earth sign. Probably you're saying things I don't know, but sure, I'm gonna say I'm right. Um, <laughs> so, but the thing is, Louis uh, Lestat has this one moment where he he goes. Uh, you know, um, well, there's a couple things going on. One, the slaves, we talk about that. They start noticing Louis different now. Um, and Louis ends up saying later, he should have given a better, like he should have understood that these people knew a lot more than what he gave them credit for because in the end, the slaves rise up against them because they think they're fucking monsters. Uh, voodoo, like they kind of understand that these guys I mean, are they're different. they're not wrong. No, they're not. Yeah. Uh, they only um, come out at night. They don't actually eat any food. They just move food around on the and table. And this random person just showed up and like moved in. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's really suspicious. It's very suspicious, right? <laughs> so um, at one point, Lestat like opens up a rat and he cuts the rat's neck and he he pours the blood in a in a cup and he's like, it's kind of like we're drinking wine. And Louis goes, we can drink from animals. Again, Twilight moment, right? We can drink from animals. Why don't we do this? And Louis and Lestat goes, because it sucks. They're like, it straight up sucks. So then Louis decides, I'm just going to eat animals. So 
but he just goes off and starts eating rats. Pause. You completely missed a part of the like the the revolution because he goes and eats the rats. Doesn't he eat the rats after the the fire? Uh. So he eats. He starts eating the rats before the fire. Okay. Yeah. So um, he's eating rats mm-hmm. already, and then uh, he's being just such this. Like, like Lissette's calling him, like, you're a pathetic excuse for a vampire. He's an emo boy. He's so broody, emo. Love it. I hate everything. I hate you, Lissette. Like, what am I doing with this life? I'm a monster. Blah, blah, blah. I'm eating these rats. I hate these rats. I'm eating the rats. This is Louis. Um, Lissette is over there. <laughs> Lissette is like, what the fuck with you? <laughs> um, okay. And, uh, and then at some point, there is the fire. The slaves overturn them. Is it? I thought he sets the fire. Um, so that is the movie. Yeah. The book is The, the slaves. slaves. In the movie, he's having a fit and he sets his own mansion on fire. It's kind of the same vibe, I'll be real honest. It's And, and Louis doesn't care. He's just like, fuck it, fuck the fire. But they end up uh, squirreling away in a coach to uh, New Orleans because they okay. were in his plantation, so they had to go to New Orleans. So in New Orleans, Louis still being kind of like, uh, kind of a dick. Uh, I think they have a hotel somewhere. And Lestat's over there. I mean, he's like eating people, robbing them, whatever. Um, and then Louis is wandering around this area of like, and there's the plague is going on and he finds one girl with her dead mother alive and he's so hungry and this girl is dying. Mm-hmm. He ends up drinking her blood. Okay. <laughs> and Lestat finds him and is like, this, this is where I find you, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> drinking the blood of a child. <laughs> And Louis is like, you don't understand. Just don't get me. <laughs> um, long story short, uh, they're fighting, they're fighting. Lestat does the thing that all couples should not do and makes a kid to try and save the relationship. <laughs> that yeah. is literally what he does. Well, because like they're fighting, and so Louis leaves. Like I think like he goes and runs away, and he then Lestat's like, guess what? I got you a present. <laughs> The girl that he was like, it was a little girl that he was eating on, being like, "Look, I dressed her up, and her hair is all beautiful." And it's young Kristen Dunst in the movie. Oh my god! Yes, yes. and it's like <laughs> she is. You need to watch that movie. She's such a good it's, actress. It's incredible the way Kristen Dunst because then, like, I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but the thing about Kristen Dunst playing a young vampire mm-hmm. is that millennials past not millennials but years and years past but she is stuck in that body and so you have this grown-ass woman in the child of a body i mean the body <laughs> of a child, child. There we go, there we go. and the way that Kristen dunce handles that i it is the most incredible thing Quick. in the planet earth mini rant Kristen Dunst is one of the like greatest actresses ever. I thought they did her dirty during the Oscars. Just throwing that out there. When have they not? And they need to treat her better in this industry because she is so freaking talented. She's amazing. You, she was amazing as a child. It was it's so incredible. Because like that's the thing is, and then Louis's like, I have a daughter. <laughs> well, so then then literally, literally, I think the conversation is, um, uh, where she goes, Where's Mama? And he goes, Mama's in heaven. Uh, we're your fathers now. And she's like, you're not my father. And he goes, yes, we are. I'm your father. And Louis is your father. Louis was going to leave us, but now he's going to stay. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the most <laughs> manipulative shit on the planet Earth. 
Lestat. I'm not saying this is healthy. Lestat, this I'm, isn't healthy. I'm saying this is what happened. <laughs> this is right at the very beginning. I was like, they're they're very gay for each other, and that is like one of the things. It's like they're clearly a married couple that should not be married, but they're trying to make it well, work. Listen, so, listen. This is my shout out to couples for struggling. Do not use kids to mm-mm. solve your problems. Vampires, please. kids are companions. It gets weird. Yeah, but basically, um, okay. So now we got Claudia, okay. and they have they have a like a good 50 years of just fucking fun. They dress yeah. up Claudia. Louis can't eat rats anymore because she's like, why are you eating rats? And he's like, I can't eat rats in front of my daughter. Um, <laughs> so he starts eating people like a good vampire. Okay, good proper um, vampire. They're like a good little happy family there they're for 50 years. Yeah. yeah, they're a little happy family. But then um, they did say, and, and some of the scenes that they described Claudia, she's pretty terrifying because there are moments where they can't, tell what's going on in her brain like her facial expression she looks like a child but some of the things she does are just a little fucking crazy a little fucking crazy does the thing that happened in the movie happen in the book um with the prostitute yes okay but it's not a prostitute it's with the their two maids that they've had for a very long time basically claudia starts getting pissed off that she will never grow older and, and she'll never have a woman's body. She'll never have a woman's body. Uh, she's reading these books by like Kant and like all these like Russian authors. She's so smart. And she's like, she, she, she's an amalgamation of all these things and she cannot get older. So she kind of starts going crazy. She starts doing things to piss off Lestat by killing their maids, leaving them in her bed, um, doing all kinds of weird little things to like, well, like destroy the, them. In the movie, it's such an incredible scene because you have her clearly losing her mind. Uh-huh. And then it transitions to like Louis being like, I know you're having a rough time. I bought you a doll. And like, she has all the set. She has this entire bed full of dolls. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. And then like they're fighting or something. And she starts ripping her dolls off the bed. And Lestat and Louis notice that there is a dead woman's body in her bed. Holy shit. Because she's so beautiful. What are you? A vampire that pollutes its own bed? It's like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, It's because like, (laughs) In the in the movie, at least, is portrayed as this that like this is like this. She sees this woman like changing one day, and she's so beautiful that she goes and takes the woman and kills her, and but like keeps the body and keeps the body because it's so beautiful, and she just wants that for herself, and so she keeps it if it's a doll in her bed. Yeah, weird shit. Um, don't make- I get the thought process, but. Fucked up, man. Yeah, that's why I was like, she's really fucked up. But that's yeah. like, now imagine Kristen Dunst as a 12-year-old portraying that. Right. Jesus. It's incredible. It's, it's such a, it's a good a, movie. It's a great movie. I, 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 I enjoy it. I highly suggest everybody watch it. Okay, so she's going crazy. Lestat's starting to get mad. Louis and Claudia have kind of teamed up a little bit. And at some point, Claudia is like, which one of you made me? Like, who did it? Who did this to me? Because uh-huh. again, Lestat is not the best father. He has not explained a lot we find out later, Lestat knew a lot. He just didn't tell them a lot. So stupid. I um, love him. And uh, basically, Claudia gets it in her head that she wants to kill Lestat. Because if they she kills Lestat, then they will be free. But without because it, her Lestat, will will not, be free. Lestat yeah. will not let them go. And right. Lestat's more powerful. And he knows how to kill them anyway. But she actually doesn't know. He, Lestat never told them how to kill a vampire. He's a little bit smart. Um, probably for good reason. Yeah. Um, and so when they try to kill him, they, uh, she ends up, uh, uh, she gives him these two boys 
um, and she poisons them so that they're actually dead or poisoned. But he thinks they're just knocked out. He thinks they're knocked out. Right. A thimble full of wine. That's literally in the book. A thimble full. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Still don't know what that means. Um, (laughs) uh, He drinks them. They're tiny. uh, Like a shot glass. Ends up being like, kind of like falling down. Uh Like, Louie, put me on my coffin. He's screaming, Louie, put me on my coffin. And Louie is... Literally by the door going like, I can't believe my family is destroying itself. <laughs> Does not help or do anything. So basically, it's it's discovered that um, drinking the blood of a dead person is basically suicide. Oh. Or poison. Or poison. Yeah. So he's like, I need to go to my coffin. I need to like hibernate. I need to get this out of my system. And, and, then, and, then, and then Claudia goes, I'll put you in your coffin and cuts his throat. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And then I think she lights the apartment on fire. And then um, they're, well, it's it's hinted that they are the reason that like that entire part of the French Quarter and that in, like that historic fire yeah. it was their fault. Well, <laughs> okay. So yeah, the book and the, the movie get a little bit off oh, here, so but sorry. but it, it's kind of similar. They 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 turn it on fire or they throw him in the swamp. It's, those are the two. They, they try both, to get rid of him. I thought they uh, in the first one they throw in the movie they throw him in the swamp and then he comes back and then they throw him on fire. In the book, I believe it is something. Similar, I think they just throw him on fire. I can't remember exactly. And but, then they leave him. And then they leave him. And then they go to Paris because they think he kept. They heard Lestat talking about Paris, so they go. There must be other vampires there because they know nothing. They yeah. know nothing about vampires. So basically, they basically go on this journey to find other vampires. Louis and Claudia, a man and his child, um, and they travel to Paris. They wander around. They find some weird shit that they don't go into. They're like, eh, there was some dead stuff that was kind of living, but it wasn't a vampire. Cool. Uh, we'll leave that for later. Um, <laughs> and then they end up in Paris, and they're having a great time in Paris. And then they meet the Children of Darkness. You'll meet the Children of Darkness again. The Children of Darkness is a group of vampires run by a guy named Armand. And Armand is, is played by Antonio Banderas. Oh. In the movie. Fun fact. I have the movie fun facts. Fun fact. That was his first ever Hollywood role, and he did not know how to speak English. And it, like it's so it's so like interesting like seeing like behind the scenes stuff as like this was like his first like English role I believe mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but it's like one of his first at the very least, and that he was very confused but he was trying his damnedest and he, he killed it. it. He I it love hearing stories about uh, actors and actresses who have like don't know like a language but just fake it until they make it. Oh, he's so intense. Um, what's her name? Sorry, if I hit the mic. Um, there's a chick from um uh. Uh, James Bond, who was like that too, that really pretty, like one-off actress in the latest movie. She was really sexy, didn't speak a lick of English, but she faked it until somebody noticed. Well, yep. you know what? Hey, if you can read English, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't um, even know what you're saying. And and just to give like uh, audio listeners who don't know a little bit of a like, so Louis, dark hair, very handsome, green eyes, Ooh. Lestat, blonde, blue, piercing, almost purple eyes. They talk about. Um, Armand, this was an interesting cast because Antonio Banderas is obviously Spanish. Armand comes from like the Roman, em- not the Roman Empire, but like uh, Venice in the um, well, the Renaissance. And he, I, Louis is broody, Lestat is bratty, Armand is boy toy. Oh, Armand, he just wants to have a good time. Armand is 17 when he's made, he has auburn hair. And golden eyes. I don't know who that reminds you of. (laughs) (laughs) And he has long, long auburn hair. Oh, also, this is a fun fact. 
once you're a vampire, you can't cut your hair. It just grows back. It just grows back. That like that's part of it is like there's a point when Claudia is having a breakdown and she tries to because sh- she has these gorgeous like beautiful like doll esque like ringlets. Uh huh. She's so mad that nothing changes and she she shears her entire head and be like fuck all of you. And then there's a pan of the movie where they. Pan uh-huh. and then it's all back. I was gonna say, how long does it take? Because I'm like, seconds. Oh, uh, what about dyeing your hair? Nope. I mean, uh, basically, you are a kind of immortal being that does not change. I feel like overtone would work because it doesn't just. You can you can change things, but over the night it will grow back. I'm saying overtone should work then because like it just deposits there, in your hair. There are certain things that work on them, like makeup. So potentially, I they never actually got into dyeing. Their hair. I want to say it works because it's not changing. Like things like overtone just kind of stays in here. It doesn't mm-hmm. change it. Um, so I'm just thinking of ways in the future. Thinking, yeah, I'm thinking ahead. You're like I still want the blue hair in the future. <laughs> um, but okay, so Monda's boy not toy. Even blue right now. Uh, he hey, runs this group I'm called it soon. the Children mm. of Darkness, uh-huh. which is a group of uh, vampires pretending to be humans, pretending to be vampires on stage. They're a theater <laughs> troupe. It's a theater troupe. That is the most theater kid thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) And it's all being run by Armand. Okay. And they basically uh, live in the catacombs and they actually kill people on stage for other people to watch. And they're like, this is great. They're playing vampires. Accurate. Like, this is such cool effects. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, And uh, Lissette and Claudia meet him. And uh, not Lissette, Louis and Claudia meet him. And Armand falls in love with Louis because Louis is the broken heart of his age. He's so broody. I love and this. Mm-hmm. Armand comes from Venice and he's lost. I mean, again, you kind of lose touch with the times. And he's like, Louis, the product of his time. And like just being around him invigorates Armand. So he's like, I want Louis. Claudia, who is not actually a child, sees this happening and understands that because uh, they kind of almost have a companion relationship. I know that's weird because it's a child and a, it's almost an adult. as if they are lovers, but there is no things happening. They can't have sex. But, um, like, it's very, the way he treats her is as if you would treat, like, a spouse or something. Mm-hmm. So, but Claudia Incest knows, always wins. Claudia, we always get back we, there. We it, I it really, does. It does. And, and I like, hate that this is where we've come to this podcast. Yeah. Incest I, always wins. Um, but basically, Claudia understands that she ends up trying to get Louis to make, uh, actually, a doll maker. There's a doll maker in town. She's a woman. Just make her my companion. Because she, she has a little body. She doesn't have the blood to make her a vampire. So she forces Louis to do it. But Louis is like... You will break me if you do this. This is the last of my humanity. <laughs> but he does by it. forcing another person t- into this torture that he's been in. So, but he does it for Claudia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the movie and the book differ here. So, <laughs> really? um, in the book, um, uh, Louis goes back to the theater. Well, actually, okay. So, in the book, uh, Lestat shows up at this point. Okay. Really? Lestat come back. <laughs> I was gonna. I really wanted to ask, but I was waiting because I was curious. Does he come back? In the he movie, survived the fire. In the movie, he doesn't come back until like the very end. Oh. Right. So he survived the fire. He comes back. He accuses Louis and Claudia of uh, trying to kill him, and it is a crime mm-hmm. in the vampire community to kill your maker. So I mean, that's like one of the biggest crimes. You do not kill your maker, and then obviously you don't create um, child vampires. That's yeah. Also in a big the movie, no-no. they make the big thing is that you created a child vampire. Those are both rules. Um, rules. Uh, so, uh, they lock Louis in a coffin and then they put Claudia and Madeline, who is the doll maker. She's a very young vampire, like days old. They put her in a open courtyard and force them to Claudia burn in the sun. and this woman. It's, it's horrific. It's like, imagine the bottom of a well 
but the top is open, and then you uh, put... It's, it's very common vampire shows for that to be done. Yeah. It wasn't also what we do in the shadows, though. Mm. I have to think... I don't know if uh, this is always a callback to this particular scene. It probably is. But I feel like in 1976, this was new, this is new shit. I feel... <laughs> in 2022? It's yes. not. It's but 2022. <laughs> but it's like, it's... The thing about... Like, we're going over mostly the vampire... Uh, interview with vampire right now, but... We can we can go through the rest real quick. Anne Rice's vampires mm-hmm. are, I would argue, the building block for modern perception of vampires. Oh yeah, for sure. And like it's so like that's why it's like it's I'm so excited for the TV show. I'm so excited that Anne Rice got it. Like at there's least, a TV show, y'all. Like an, the the I'm excited for the fan fiction. Oh, the fan fiction, yeah. Which I'm is, excited to see what they do with fan fiction because like I think I, I'll be real honest. I think Anne Rice also started making fan fiction with Lestat towards the end. Um, oh, we'll get there. there there's, there's <laughs> like Anne Rice has like I'm again derailing a little bit when we're already on lots to cover. But Anne Rice as an individual is so interesting, and I don't know if you're aware of this, Steffi, mm-hmm. but like Anne Rice went and wrote a shit ton of vampire novels and a bunch of other like gothic horror yeah, romance, right? And then she goes, "I found God, never mind." And then she went and wrote a bunch of Jesus novels, like Jesus novels, and then she goes. Never mind. I don't like God anymore. Let's go back to vampires. You know, everyone has the phases that they go through. It's, it's I beautiful. will say, I will say, audience. She also has some erotic stuff too. Sarah won't agree with me to get and buy Anne Rice's house. I'm pretty sure Ashley will okay. give me the opportunity. Pause. Will no? Okay, I I was not against buying Anne Rice's house. The thing is, you sent me the house listing, and I think it was what. Four million dollars, four hundred million dollars. I think it's enough, friends. Oh, four million, four million, no, four million. million. It was just a, an outrageous amount. And then I go, Steffi. Even if we put the lowest down payment possible on this house, we could not buy this house. Not to mention, all three of us are employed in Austin, and this house is in New Orleans. Look, so there's so Dream. many things thing. getting in the way. Here's the thing: we get a few more friends. I think we can afford it. I don't even. And, I don't want to live with anyone in Ayn Rice's house. Steffi, I will, I will share a coffin with you. <laughs> Actually, oh. I would share a coffin with you. I will share a coffin with anybody. I do not know the last person I've been in the same bed with someone, let alone a coffin. No, thank you. Think about Too that much scene. Think about that scene. I, no, that I have my so bubble. Amazing. Leave my bubble alone. Listen, I have not been in a relation in a few months. I had to buy a goddamn body pillow to cuddle at night. It's llama shaped. It's really cute. I love oh, she it. Did. Oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> Stephanie Hardy. I'll take a picture of it later. It's so cozy. Okay, all right. All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Get back, back. So, so okay. Well, let's get back, back on track. So, Lestat comes back. Uh, Claudia's dead. Uh, uh, Armand comes and saves Louis from being starved to death in the catacombs. Because the other vampires are the ones who acted on this, not Armand. Ah, right. The other vampires are like, this man can't get away with creating this child, and this woman clearly was created for this child. Fuck that. Her and woman. then they like, in the book, I mean, in the movie, they put him in a coffin, put him in a wall, upside down, and Ooh. then build brick over it. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is pretty, I mean, it, it gets kind of gruesome. So Armand comes, saves Louis. Uh, Louis, uh, is fucking pissed and he goes back to the theater and burns it to the ground, killing mm-hmm. all the vampires inside. Yeah. But that's Armand's Well, theater. first he lost but, the- but he doesn't kill Armand. Him and Armand leave. Yeah. I would say, like, okay. he also, like, locks them into the, like, catacombs and then sets the And then he on sets fire. it on fire. He's, he locks them in their coffins and then he sets it all on fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and Armand, these are all his dudes, does not care because he's so in love with Louis. He's like, uh, you're the best one of all of these. So, like, if I get you out of all yeah. of this, this is cool. 
Um, so okay. Armand and Louis end up traveling across Europe together, um, but Louis never recovers from Claudia's death. And uh, the emotional connection between Armand and him just dissolves because Aww. of the way. Because Louis is just so broody. He's so upset. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. nothing will make him happy. Um, so uh, in the end, Louis gets tired of the old word after he leaves Armand and he goes to New Orleans. He and... goes back to his house, the one that like was mm-hmm. set on fire. Okay. And in the movie, that's where he runs into Laurent. Laurent Lestat. No, Lestat. Lestat. That's where he runs into Lestat, who's still like, <sighs> like he's like basically dried up, dead corpse eating yeah. off of rats, and he can't go much further because. In, yeah, in the book though, um, and he's still talking to the boy, the reporter here. Um, he has one last encounter with Lestat, in New Orleans. Um, and they kind of have a very similar type, like it's kind of similar, but it's not in the, like in the movie. It's like it's modern times. In the book, it's like nineteen twenties. Okay. Um. So, basically, uh, Lestat says that he's very tired of the immortality and all the pain and the suffering. And, and basically, Louis, like, the Louis tells his tale to the boy, and he's just like, and so, thus, being immortal sucks, and it's so much pain, and so much suffering, and I'm so broody, and uh, the boy, however, goes, being a vampire sounds fucking awesome, make me one. <laughs> I I relate to this this, this little boy. <laughs> it's it's such a good movie. Like if you have not seen it, it is because like well, in the movie in the movie the, the like Louis like Christian freaks. Slater. It's Christian Slater. Yeah, Lu, like it's Christian Slater. It's, it's the boy. such a good cast. <laughs> oh, you guys don't know. Young Christian Slater owns my heart. Oh, like yeah. well, he's, it's he's like hot. he's barely in it because it's like like moments. But, like you should have started with that though. Oh my I'm god. So in the book they don't. In the book it's not Christian Slater. In the book it's the boy. <laughs> in the book in my mind is now Christian Slater. But mm. in Christian Slater, like then and correct me if I'm wrong, then like Louis freaks out at him and be like, "You need to get out of here," blah, 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 and like like threatens to attack him. And then the boy is so scared he runs out. Uh-huh. Yeah, it basically, and that's very similar. Uh, Louis attacks the boy, vanishes, and then the boy goes. In the it, in the movie, Lestat finds the boy. In the book, the boy goes to find Lestat. Oh, oh. yeah, no, it's a very great end scene because it's like the boy in the convertible taking these cassette tapes putting them in, making sure he has the interview, yes, I'm so hitting excited. play, to read this and then Louis just fucking <laughs> popping up from the backseat going, uh, Louis, he just <laughs> always complains and then like knocks the guy out and then starts driving. It's such a good end. It's, it's a good. And I know that we spent most of this uh, on- <laughs> podcast on Interview with the Vampire. I'm going to talk about a few of the other ones, but Interview with the Vampire sets the scene for the Vampire Chronicles. Okay. It sets all the drama, all the who hates who, who's in love with who. I mean, it is a very much a... And all of the major players, arguably, because Armand is a huge player in the Vampire Chronicles, oh. and so is Louis and Lestat. But then they mention Queen, but they don't... They right? don't mention it yet. So, oh, okay. in, um, so in the next book, uh, The Vampire Lestat, so Interview with the Vampire was written in 1976. Mm-hmm. Almost, it was nine years later when The Vampire Lestat came out. Okay. So nine years... That's a long time. Mm-hmm. The Vampire Lestat is a very different book from Interview of the Vampire. And more people like Lestat than like Louis. And Lestat becomes the hero of the Vampire Chronicles. Uh, Fascinating. Yes. I get it. Um, because Louis is just too broody. <laughs> Louis is low-key useless. Like, maybe Lestat, high-key useless. Lestat has a great fucking time. <laughs> He's a dick, but he has a great time. 
Um, Cause like <laughs> he seems to be like, yeah, I'm a vampire. I might just roll with it. And so Louis, again, even before he was dead, like a vampire, was like Louis. Mm, yes, Louis, I don't know. I'm so sad. I'm yeah, so my brother. Sad. Louis is always so sad. Louis Broody, Lestat is bratty. They call him the Brat Prince. Um, he's a, a rock brat. star. He ends up becoming a rock star, like literally. In the I books. love it. Fucking, um, I hate that. The only, also, the only thing I know about Queen of the Damned is that she was played by Ashanti, right? Aaliyah. Aaliyah, so close. No, no, you're good, good. The only thing I know, so I, I mentioned this oh, beforehand, so Queen of the Damned, and I'm sorry to bring this up, but it is another movie that is made. Um, my eldest sister, she was really, really, really into the Vampire Chronicles, and she was very, she had, she was a broody goth girl in high school. Oh, hell yeah. So she, um, <laughs> I remember when like she had Queen of the Damned and she was watching it downstairs and I was like 12 and I was not allowed to watch. And of course, as a 12 year old being told I can't watch it, I of course snuck to watch it. And of course the moment I snuck to watch it is this very graphic moment where the queen shoves her hand into somebody's chest turns her wrist, rips out their heart, and then starts eating it. Oh, yeah. And she's leaning so sexy, like the hips. Oh, yeah. Like, she looks like she looks like a goddess. Like, she looks like she's got, like, a swimsuit-esque, like, outfit on. See, I think I saw this movie when I wasn't supposed to as well. But I only vaguely remember. I mostly remember her outfit because I thought it was so cool. Mm -hmm. So... Queen of the Dam is actually the third book in the Vampire Chronicles. Okay. Sorry, I skipped no, 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 it's good, it's good, because in the Queen of the Dam, the actual movie, they have a little moment where they kind of do, okay, the Vampire Lestat in 10 minutes, where they go, because the Vampire <laughs> Lestat, um, so, like, you know, like, on YouTube, like, if somebody comes out, like, on, like, uh, YouTube or something, and they're like, this bitch, and then it's something like, somebody else comes back and goes, I want to speak my truth. <laughs> This is the vampire Lestat. Okay. Oh. It is a. Oh, okay. He goes, so- <laughs> he goes, all right. I read the interview with the vampire. I heard all that bullshit Louis was talking about. Let me tell you my story. Okay. <laughs> is it a retelling of the interview no. with the vampire? No. I was going to be like, I'm dead. I'm it's done. It's not the interview with the I vampire. I would have loved that. It is, but there is some of the in there. He doesn't, he, he basically says there is a lot of things that Louis took. And they just weren't communicating because Lestat was like, I did not realize he took that so badly. Because <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> Lestat has other gifts that Louis doesn't. Like, Lestat can read minds. Uh-huh. Louis is really bad at reading minds. Lestat thought Louis could read minds <laughs> as well as he could, or at least have a little bit more of a context. So sometimes he was saying stuff and he's like, oh, he couldn't do that. Yeah, apparently I'm a dick, and we just didn't communicate. <laughs> See, they so, were a bad. What, I, what I'm hearing is that this is a telltale book of being a good communicator. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so... Uh, Sorry, I, real, real, I asked Ashley to grab me another real, drink. I didn't say anything this time. It was all you. Uh-oh. Okay, so Lestat. He grew up as an impoverished lord in France where they... <laughs> Sorry, I have acrylic nails. I have to hand Ashley the drink for her to open it. <laughs> Want me to drink it for you too? No, <laughs> um, basically, uh, so he, he uh, impoverished lord. He's illiterate, but like he wants to read, but his dad <laughs> won't let him. He's like, you're going to be a lord. And um, the only thing is his mother is cool, but his mother kind of hates her life too. Uh, so Lestat's out mm. there. He's like a, um, a wolf killer. So he's out there uh, fighting wolves. Legitimately yeah. trying to save his land 
when this vampire Magnus, who's been kind of following him around because he's blonde, he's beautiful. I mean, and Lestat's hitting up all like the, you know, tavern wenches and, uh, you know, girls and boys. Uh, he is very hot and like, we love so bisexual. Yes. <laughs> he, he's having a great time being a human, um, but he's only 17 or no, he's a little bit older, but he's definitely like still young. Yeah. I think he's like 20. Uh-huh. Um, and he's out there killing wolves because uh, they're having, they're, they're being a problem and this vampire calls Magnus whoops in, takes him, uh, turns him into a vampire, and then says, all of this is yours. And he leaves him a book, and then he kills himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so- That is so dramatic, and I kind of respect <laughs> Every it. Every single person in the series is dramatic. Have you ever met a vampire that is not dramatic? And basically, yeah. Magnus wanted someone, basically, Magnus was like, I have not, Magnus was very old, and he had never made a child. Ar- Wait, pause. Would you argue that that book is the Magnus Archives? I don't know. I, I wanted to make that joke, <laughs> and I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna. I don't know, man. I don't know. But basically. Listen to our last episode. <laughs> um, he wanted to create a vampire, uh-huh. and because he had never made one. The first, uh, the more you make vampires, the less strong you are. I don't know, but he was, he was kind of saving it up. He was done with the world, kind of similar to Louis. Like, I'm done with immortality. I've been around for a long time. He wanted to, like, live on his legacy. But he didn't want to live anymore. So he was like, I'm going to give you this book, and then you can um, have that, and then I'm going to peace out. See, I, I get that. Like, that's why I think this whole immortality thing is, like, not that big a deal. Because when you're ready to call it quits, just fucking call it quits. Okay. Uh, just burst into flames. Um, so Lestat is obviously uh, in shock. Uh, a vampire. Right. Alone. Has a book and a chest full of gold. Uh, and is... Then he invests it poorly, and then that's how he ends up trying to well, find Louis for a sugar daddy. He ends up... Um, there's Tell me I'm like, wrong. That's what's happening. You're Maybe not wrong. a sugar baby. But, like, he was an impoverished... Like, he didn't really... Un- like, he almost couldn't even read. He was almost illiterate. Like, obviously, he... Oh, what does he do? He goes to Paris and lives it up. Uh, probably not investing wisely. <laughs> he has a really good time in Paris. He uh, meets this guy named Nicholas... They have like a beautiful kind of relationship. Nicholas is like a violinist and they love to do like music together. He ends up making Nicholas a vampire, but then Nicholas becomes like, I guess really despondent. I, I don't know. Nicholas has depression. Um, I really so- think that Lestat needs to choose better boyfriends. <laughs> I was going to say, A, Lestat has really a bad taste in men. B, depressed people probably shouldn't be vampires. No. So, okay, and in the end, uh, he ends up, like, he's, you know, Nicholas is gone, he's alone, and then he finds his mother again, mm-hmm. and his mother is Gabrielle, and she is dying of consumption, but Gabrielle is still, like, she's a bad bitch. Dying she's of consumption? Consumption. So, basically, she came to, like, just say goodbye to him and leave him some stuff, but she doesn't know he's a vampire, and when she finds out she's a vam- he's a vampire, she's like, uh, yo, help a sister out. What is dying <laughs> of consumption? You mentioned it twice oh, now. Oh, it's a um, tuberculosis. Thank you. That is a word I know. Sorry. Um, yeah, she dies of tuberculosis, which is basically a disease where you cough up Yeah, blood. I was going to say, you know in every like fiction that they're like, oh no, she's coughing up blood in five minutes, she's probably going to be dead. Like, Consumption. Trope, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So he ends up making his mom, Gabrielle, a vampire. Cool. Um, they end up uh, having a great time, kind of running around for a while, and then they go to Paris and meet uh, the uh, Children of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm hearing is, if you're becoming a vampire, go to fucking Paris to party. Yeah. Um, they, Quick question. They, uh, how much time do we have? Not we a lot. Are at, uh, yeah, no, we're at over 40 minutes, probably, because I started this halfway through. I started a timer. Usually, <laughs> Jaren's out right now for family things, and uh, he's usually the one who keeps us on track. <laughs> so Godspeed. 
Okay, okay. But so, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Okay. Let's let's wrap this up. We'll wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> we only got to two vampire chronicles, but it's fine. Um. Basically, in the end, at uh, least touch on Queen of the Damned. Yes. Yes. We, yeah, we were going to touch on Queen of the Damned, but okay. So, but the vampire list that introduces the Queen of the Damned because uh they meet the Children of Darkness. They right. run afoul of it because uh, Armand and Lestat never really get along. But at some point, Lestat reads Armand's mind, and he mentions a man named Marius. Ooh. Ooh. Marius. Mm. Right. Uh, Louis Brody. These are such good names. Lestat, Braddy, uh, Armand, Boy Toy, Marius's daddy. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so Marius uh, is who made Armand. He's Armand's creator. He okay. is even older than Armand. He is is cent uh, not centuries, uh, thousands of years old. Basically, mm-hmm. I think he ends up being around four thousand, five thousand years old. So, um. But we don't know this, and uh, Lestat wants to meet Marius. But what do you do in the 18th century when you're an immortal vampire to try to get a hold of another immortal vampire? Obviously, you leave them notes in big uh, signs everywhere. What? All around the world. Yeah, like basically like leaving like little like, Lestat wants to talk to Marius on the pyramid. And <laughs> Lestat wants to talk to Marius. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I wonder if that's what Doctor Who. T- okay, I said, not to Doctor Who's back. taking inspiration yeah. from Anne Rice. I, I don't want to take this like straight too far because we need to wrap up. Yeah. But in, there's an episode of Doctor Who where like the Doctor goes all the way back in time to this cliff with like the very first writing ever known to man, and it just says "Hello, sweetie." Because it was a note from his uh, wife. Yeah. Wife. Yeah. And he didn't know he had. Very, very similar. Um, at some point, uh, Gabrielle and Lestat. Like Gabrielle's like, dude, I don't really want to like. Lestat's getting depressed again. Gabrielle <laughs> wants to go off. She's like, I want to go be like an Amazon in the wilderness. And he's I like, it. I want civilization. I need a lover. And she's like, I don't need that. So they leave. Um, Lestat ends up sitting out in the sun, uh, burns himself, doesn't die. Maria saves him, takes him back to his place, which is amazing, and shows him those who must be kept. Which Pause. are is this before or after Louis? This is after Louis. Oh, Thank no, you. this is before Louis. Before Louis. Before Louis. Okay. okay. So cool, he cool, cool, meets cool. those who must be kept, Akasha and Enkil, who are the king and queen of the damned. And uh, Marius is like, you cannot come down here. Uh, Akasha has already started to do it. Like, she likes Lestat. She likes his tenacity, his bravery, his bravado. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ends up having a little bit too much fun. I think he ends up drinking her blood. And uh, Marius gets super freaked out because she hasn't moved in thousands of years. She's a statue. They're statues. Uh-huh. Basically, they are the king and queen, and they basically... Uh, sat down at one point and just never moved another statue. They're living statues. Yeah, the argue like they're the first vampires. They're the correct? first vampires. They are the, oh. the mother and father of all vampires. Mm-hmm. Sorry, cool. I, I have not. I'm not given them enough credit. They are fucking cool. Lasat <laughs> um, ends up drinking her blood, and then Marius gets freaked out, and he goes. Uh, basically, he abandons Lestat, takes all his shit, moves away. He's like, you're never going to find me again. And then Lestat is so sad, and that's when he goes to New Orleans. And that's when he uh, makes, makes Louis. Aw. But whatever <laughs> happened, uh, what happens to the queen, though? So then we go to the queen of the damned. The queen of the damned is not a, like, not a he said, she said. It is a kind of third-person perspective where we get a bunch of narrators, and uh, we have all of our favorite characters. We have Armand. We have Louis. We have Lestat. We have Marius. Uh, we have Gabrielle. We have um, this guy named David, who is the dark librarian. Oh. <laughs> we have uh, all kinds of fun. And it starts off with these vampires uh, just starting to combust. Like, vampires all over the world are just starting to die. 
and uh, Marius is uh, kind of, they, they, they kind of do this thing where they go, all right, we've never done this. We're going to have a vampire meeting. <laughs> Ring I the bells, this. vampire meeting. I don't know how we get All of y'all motherfuckers <laughs> get together. Okay. I have an announcement. Akasha fucking left. <laughs> Akasha is out there killing vampires. And Akasha woke up because Lestat became a rock star and she heard his music. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this so much. Um, I, I need to read these books. Oh my god! <laughs> um, and it's great. Uh, the movie is a little different than the book. Uh, <laughs> we haven't gotten into Tale of the Body Thief or Memnock the Devil or The Vampire Mon or Blood and Gold. And Blood and Gold is Marius's book, which is. Oh. Um, but then after that, then after that, oh, there's also Merrick. Um, but then after that, we get into things called Blackwood Farm, Blood Canicle, The Princeless. Those are like kind of weird. Like Anne Rice decided to mix vampires and witches. Mm. Galloway, I got a word. I'll be real honest. Um, and then oh, we go that, into. I would hope that would be good. Yeah, no, sad. Uh, witch, witches are. They still have sex, and it gets weird. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm intrigued. <laughs> it's weird. Um, they create like weird demon babies. Last year. I was gonna say if Ashley says it's weird, I'm concerned. Um, this is the first time I've heard of a baby uh, being born of a witch that uh, is a demon, and it grows up in like a day, uh, or two days. Does that sound familiar? Da, da, da. <laughs> to anybody? Robotasset. Uh, <laughs> so then. At the very end, we have the pencil set, <laughs> pencil set, and the realms of Atlantis. And this is where I think Anne Rice started to write some fan <laughs> And the blood communion, a tale of princeless stat. So here's the question. <laughs> what do you consider the actual vampire chronicles and not the bullshit? Um, I would say, uh, I mean, to be perfectly honest, it's Interview with the Vampire, Vampire Lestat, Queen of the Damned, Tale of Body Thief, Memnock the Devil, which is one of the best books I've ever read. Uh, the Vampire Mond of Blood and Gold. And then possibly the princeless stat. I think the Blackwood Farm and the Blood Canticle, those are a little too weird. I was like, ah, we got off track here. People are drinking period blood. It's getting weird. Ew. Um, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, and then, and then I we just go to- didn't, I now understand why you said that it was weird. I get it now. I was at like, I'm you like, ask questions, you get answers. <laughs> I know mistakes. Uh, there's one cousin and she's like, I just want to have sex with all of my relatives. And you're like, why? It's weird. <sighs> it's it says it has to stop. <laughs> it's weird. Whoever's making media of any kind, you have to stop. You gotta stop. You gotta stop. This and then, cannot keep at happening. At the very end, at the very end, uh, Lestat, uh, the princess that I think is the one where uh, Lestat uh, meets aliens. Uh, oh, Maybe this is the one where he takes over the demon that is actually all of the vampires. Ooh, and then uh, the Prince Lestat in the realm of Atlantis is where he meets aliens. Um, that's one where it's, you know, that's a little you weird. You just glossed over that. You just glossed over that. There's aliens? Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, look, this is where I was like, it kind of gets a little like, I feel like Anne Rice was writing fanfiction. Is this, when Anne, Rice, is this when Anne Rice came back after her Catholicism yeah, yeah, break? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. 2016, 2018. Anyways, Vampire Chronicles, they're really fun. Um, if we have more time, um, I would like to have a little bit of like Tale of the Body Thief and Memnock the Devil for next time. Just little things. Um, but otherwise, you kind of understand the Vampire Chronicles. <laughs> uh, there's a new series coming out by AMC. The trailer just dropped. And okay, you guys have to watch it because it's literally like they just, sh- it's a one scene, one scene, and they just show two coffins next to each other. <gasps> and I go, Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I know whose confidence those are. I saw. I, 100, I 
112%. I saw a TikTok and it was like, <laughs> I didn't even see the trailer, but I just saw somebody being like, this is it. This is, this is, this is it. You know how the men, like that, there's that TikTok audio that's like, the men, like yo, Joker, uh, this is going to be my Joker. And I use that meme all the time. It's such a good meme. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And I, I cannot, I'm just hoping, I want the coffin scene. I don't want to share a coffin with you. That is the Vampire Chronicles to a T. The broodiness, the angstiness. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. It's so I need good. you to fucking watch this. I will, I will, I will. I promise. Okay, we need to wrap up. So, um, Sarah, final words. Final words is absolutely watch the movie. It's one of, the, I enjoy it so very much. The interview with the Vampire. It has great acting and it has actors before their prime. Like, it's like the beginning of their careers, right. which is always fun. And, um, also, uh, Anne Rice reaction. Anne Rice has changed fan fiction probably more than any other author alive. So I think that's really interesting, and um, hopefully we can t- we will talk about it more. Yeah, um, we have an episode so, where we're gonna really dive deep into Anne Rice and fan fiction. It's mm-hmm. like she is the fundamentals of uh, the illegality or legality of fan fiction, and where that the culture of fan fiction she really basically was so protective of her IP that she went after a bunch of fan fiction like consistently. Yeah, it's her and George R. R. Martin. I think have the highest rate. Even of JKR fans. at the beginning. She has but also well, fuck yeah. JKR. So yeah, fuck her. <laughs> um, I my final words are: I cannot wait to read and watch all this stuff. This sounds so exciting. I can finally stop waiting and just dive right into it. I realize more than this episode than any other ones that we have similar interests. Daddy, like dark librarian, makes us all very happy. We all got rock star Lestat does not make all of us happy. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Um, also, final notes is uh, I borrowed the vamp- interview with the vampire assistant book from Ashley. Who year? Three years ago? Before, three years ago. Before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I have not read a single page. <laughs> you still have it. my kingdom well, hearts. You still have my fucking, um, the, the werewolf book. <laughs> this is the sign of true friendship. This is, this is it. We have all of each other. All right, Ashley, final words for your episode. All right. So we talked about uh, some of the main uh, vampires. I think they're super fun. Um, I'm going to go through the list one more time. Louis, Broody, Lestat, Braddy, Marius, Daddy. Armand, boy toy. Akasha, queen, literally. <laughs> Gabrielle, she's a bad bitch. David, the hot librarian. We <laughs> did not that. talk Woo. enough about David. <laughs> Everybody fucking loves David. <laughs> and then Daniel, the boy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which one are you? Which let one would you choose? Let Who would you fall also, in love with? Also, let us know if you want to be a... Mike, would you want to be a vampire? <laughs> Mike is just staring at us. <laughs> Uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Those, right. those who didn't hear, Mike said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" <laughs> um, with that, uh, we will see you next week to discuss more vampires. Um, if you like the show, please support it by leaving a review, uh, rating us like on Spotify. We don't have a marketing budget, so we rely heavily. That is a lie. Now we it do is. have a. We they they promoted our TikTok, Steffi. I feel like that's not the same. Okay, other than TikTok, we don't have a marketing budget. They put money behind our TikToks. I don't know. Come check us out. Anyways, um, come check us out. We, on TikTok. But our main source of growing is through word of mouth and rating. So everyone has done so so far. Thank you so much. It brings joy to our hearts. I can't stress how much that means to us. Um, if you're new here, welcome. If you've been here for a while, thank you. And we will see you next time. And I can't wait. We have yes. so many great episodes so many. ahead of us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.